Okay, stand by here podcast. We are about to go live here on all links. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on this December 7th, uh, day of 2021. Uh, we are on the 80-year anniversary of Pearl Harbor, Bob. And I, I was thinking about that 80 years. Wow, you know, I remember my grandmother uh, telling me about uh, everything that happened during World War II, uh all, all that uh, the crazy time, but you can only buy certain things at the grocery store at a certain day because of shortages. And she talked about it like it was yesterday, and it was uh, uh, 65 years later. You know, now we're 80 years from that. So interesting, December 7th, 1941, everybody. Looks like I'm having, okay, it looks like I'm good now. I'm uh, going to talk about today Mario Cristobal, I think. That's the best hire of all the hires. Mario Cristobal is going to take the, the, uh, the new coach for University of Miami. I will explain to you all why I think that he is going to take his team farther from where they are now, the Miami Hurricanes, to where they will go to be. Uh, I know what I said about uh, Brian Kelly, but I don't think that's a biggest mo big move for LSU. I did see those transfers at LSU, but uh, they're not that far off. They're two years removed from a national championship. So winning another championship in three years, which I think you will, it's not as big a deal as, as, as this team that is way down, this Miami team, where I think they're going to go. I'll talk a little bit about that and his ability to recruit. And also uh, Mike Zimmer with Minnesota. Uh, very unfortunate situation there, but I think he's probably going to get let go at the end of the season. Uh, get into that. Um, get into uh, Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, what what do they do now? There's rumors that he's going to be gone at the end of the year. He's he's he is going to retire. I think that's true. He doesn't he doesn't want to say it publicly, but probably there've been reports. We'll get to that. But first. If I told you, those of you that watch the NFL like I do, if I told you that a team is going to go up to that that a a road team, the New England Patriots, uh, the Patriots have not had their bye week yet. Uh, this is very late in the season. We are in a 17-game season. Uh, they're going to go on a road uh, with a rookie quarterback, uh, going to play a team that was in the AFC Championship game last year. They have an MVP candidate. Uh, they have a much more athletic uh, a quarterback there. Uh, uh with the team that played, we had extra time to prepare. The team played on Thursday night, Thanksgiving night, and they had more time to prepare. If I would have told you they were going to go up there and only throw the ball three times for 19 yards, and they are going to beat this team. 
you would say that is crazy. That's not going to happen. But that's what happened. And I'll say this, and I've made some notes here, and I'm trying to find them. That, you know, there there's 31 teams in the NFL. And we've talked about this on other programs, uh, and I've talked about it on my show a lot. Uh, there's a big youth movement. Uh, the Notre Dame's hired a 35-year-old head coach. Uh, 35-year-old, under 35, Sean McVay. He was hired at the Rams. Uh, 36-year-old uh, coach at Cincinnati, Zach Taylor. Uh, unusually out-of-control youth movement, right? Bill Belichick. There's 31 teams, other teams in this league. Two-thirds of these teams can't even uh, – There is no, it's no contest with him from coaching. The, the, they, have, they have no shot to beat Bill Belichick. The, these coaches have zero shot. If Bill Belichick was coaching the Buffalo Bills, they would have won that game last night 34 to nothing. They would have won that game 34 to nothing. Uh, they threw the ball three times. As soon as Bu- as soon as Buffalo, as soon as they turned that ball over, going into the like the thirty-five yard line of New England, as soon as they turned that ball over, and New England got the ball back, sixty-five yard run by da- uh, Damian Harris, I guess his name, for a touchdown, and they got the two-point conversion. I stopped watching the game. I I, I, I I watched other stuff I had recorded, and then I went back to the game because I said, this game is over with. I can see the way it's going. And you, Sean McDermott's a pretty good coach. He's not one of these super young guys. He's in his mid-40s, but they can't run the football, and uh, they're pretty uh, one-dimensional. And between Jonathan Taylor, what he did to Buffalo with five touchdowns, Derrick Henry's big runs, Tennessee, if you just hit this team in the mouth, eventually you can body blow them to death. You can beat, you beat Buffalo. So, but, but going back to Belichick, do you guys think, does anybody out there think that Zach Taylor, for example, that team's in a playoff hunt, the Cincinnati coach, do you think they'll even have uh, a shot to beat Belichick. First round quarterback, number one overall pick, all those skill positions, probably a better offensive line according to analytics, player per player uh, with Cincinnati. That guy has no shot to beat Belichick. He has no shot whatsoever, not unless there's a, maybe a COVID outbreak or something. But he he is so much better. Uh, he is so much him, him. Look at Nick Saban. Nick Saban, 69 years old. Uh, Georgia was averaging 6.9 points a game on defense. We were talking about they're going to be historically good. But these young coaches, uh, uh, they can't adjust throughout the game like like a Belichick and a Saban. And and they're too afraid to make big rash moves. Like me, for instance, I would have went with a read option. It's 65-mile-per-hour gust winds up in Buffalo. I would have did a read option with Josh Allen. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do that, but you probably have to do it in these unique conditions. You're doing 65-mile-per-hour gusts. 
gale force winds. And, 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 but guys like Belichick, they're not afraid of any criticism, any criticism whatsoever. Uh, but, but, but these young guys, they're good at scheming. They're or in college. They're really good recruiters, but they're afraid to make big game adjustments and they're afraid to go against their, uh, 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 what they think they do best. They're afraid to do different game plans for different games. They're pretty much the same team that can change a formation. Belichick can go, they run the wishbone offense yesterday. That was something from the 50s. That was wishbone. Nobody else would have the nerve to do that, you know? And and uh, the guy said, well, uh, Sean McDermott was like, we were, we were in the red zone uh, three times we want to convert it once, and we we like what we did. Yeah, you were afraid to do something different that's not your identity uh, for criticisms. Belichick goes for it on his own twenty yard line in some places. Uh, Nick Saban will bench a starter he had all year long. He would bench a starter he had uh, all year long for a, a better passer that's a true freshman named Tua to beat Georgia. It's psychological with these young guys, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Pickle says that looks like uh, so. It looks like Tom Osborne at Nebraska. Uh, I was impressed. I did watch some of that second, fourth quarter. They were running a lot of counter traps. Uh, it looked basic, but they wasn't running off left tackle or up the middle the whole time. I like those counter traps uh, that, that, that the Patriots were running. But these these young coaches and, 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 and these young quarter, if you don't have a veteran, great quarterback, I mean, just absolutely fantastic. Uh, Peyton Manning, uh, even him, but he don't have the defense. But a Tom Brady, an Aaron Rodgers with protection, or, uh, you know, or, or, or a coach that, that used to either play for him or coach for him, uh, like I said, Two-thirds of this league, they don't have a chance against this guy. They have no shot whatsoever. And and, and, and the 10 that do have a shot, two of them, used, one of them used to coach for him and Brian Flores, and the other one used to play for Belichick, which is Mike Vrabel. But, you know, guys like Andy Reid have a shot. John Harbaugh has a shot. That Zach Taylor kid, he has no shot against Belichick. Sean McVay, I should have never picked. Uh, 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 and Sean McVay didn't have uh, the defensive coordinator, 74 years old, Wade Phillips. He would have been blown out in the Super Bowl. You know, two-thirds have no shot against these guys. It's getting easier. And I know credit Colin Coward for pointing this out. I criticize him when I think he's wrong, but he's right. It's getting easier for these guys to coach against these young coaches uh, it's like Bobby Fisher and, uh, and, and chess. The, they, they're so, these guys are so our coach, man. And, and, and uh, make, if, if I'm one of these owners or if I'm a big donor, if I'm an athletic director and I see a boy wonder, uh, a wizard young coach, I'll say, I will carry you on this, but I want to see who you're going to bring in and sell. 
Are you going to bring in a 55-year-old or even a 75 or 80-possible-year-old defensive coordinator that's going to help guide you through this? Are you going to have an offensive line coach that's 64 years old and been around this league that's going to help you in changing your blocking schemes and your protections when you have to go against certain competition? I'm going to ask about that thing. If I'm AD1, uh, if I am owner uh, of, of Next Big Team, I'm not going to go hire Boy Wonder and, and, and tell him, uh, I like your scheme, but I think you could, get, you could beat Belichick on a they, – they have no chance against Belichick. It is, it is, it is so far outgone. Uh, he, is, is, he is so outcoached, these guys. And look, this is supposed to be a rebuilding year for Saban and Belichick. Uh, Belichick had a pandemic last year that had several turnover and personnel uh, brought in a quarterback very late, Cam Newton, and they still won seven games. How do you take a a rookie, a 23-year-old rookie, and go up there and beat an MVP candidate, a Super Bowl, a legit Super Bowl team? You guys can look this up. Top five in defense, top five in offense, top five in run defense. And don't throw the ball three times and beat them in their own backyard off of a shorter time to prepare. It doesn't make any sense. Because those guys are all afraid to get away from what they do. You know, they're afraid to change their game plan because they're afraid of criticisms and stuff. A a reporter asked, uh, I think it was Micah Hyde, the defensive back for uh, Buffalo. He said, are you embarrassed by this game? Are you embarrassed by this? And he should have asked that to not Hyde, but he should have asked that to McDermott. Because I'm saying, why did you know that that loss cost you probably the division and probably a shot at the Super Bowl? So I'm going to tell you guys right now, as far as the NFL is concerned, the AFC is, is three teams right now. It is it's side about three teams: uh, Tennessee who ran 270 yards on New England. They can beat New England. Uh, some fluke turnovers. Tennessee can very much do it. Uh, and plus, they're going to get Julio Jones back this week. Kansas City, they have the defense and the the, the, the coach and quarterback. Uh, offense isn't flashy, but they have a good enough running game right now to, to, to get to the Super Bowl. And then New England. Uh, they cannot run. Brian, the ball... Uh, everybody talking about him being a head coaching job, the offensive coordinator for Buffalo. He's going to be um, Stefanski. Yeah, Stefanski has he has no shot against Belichick. If Belichick had Cleveland, they would be like a fourteen and one or something. They would be fourteen and one, fifteen and one uh, with that roster. Same roster. He would. He, these young these young millennials they're they're afraid the bench. A quarterback who's hurt, you know. Good point. Yeah, they have, they're afraid of, of of a confrontation. But again, in the AFC, this these are my top three: uh, Tennessee, New England, and Kansas City. Right now, Kansas City went to the Super Bowl last year. That's playing against them. So it's really Tennessee and New England. I think Tennessee 
would be my favorite to get to the Super Bowl as of today. From the information I know right now, I think Tennessee can do it. But um, as far as Buffalo, they can't run the football. They they probably need to change their offensive coordinator. They cannot run the football. If you cannot run a little bit, you cannot make it. Kevin Stefanski, he's afraid to bench his, his quarterback. They're coming off a of bye week. Baltimore, uh, Baltimore, Mar- Marlon Humphrey's done for the year. Baltimore, they're falling apart at the seams. They're done. Pittsburgh, same thing. Cannot move the ball up the field uh, consistently. Uh, injuries are starting to catch up with them. They can't make the Super Bowl this year. I don't think so. Uh, do you think that that coach and that boy wonder, I know they played pretty well last week. Do you think the Charger coach is going to beat Bill Belichick in the playoffs? I don't think they're going to beat Belichick or Brable. I don't think I don't think so. I like Herbert, but that, those guys, they don't have a shot against Belichick, man. They don't have a shot against Belichick. The Colts are playing better, but they're going to be playing from a, 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 a seven seed or something like that. The, uh, the, I just don't think the Colts are going to be able to do it. Too many, too many uh, uh, mistakes by Carson Wentz. They have the offensive line. They got the running game. They got the head coach. But I just don't quite. I think what their seeding is not going to be prevalent to them because I think Tennessee could beat them a third time if need them. I think New England, they may beat New England at home. Both teams are off of bye week, but I don't think they could beat New England in New England, and that game would be played in New England. But it would be a good game. So I don't think that they could do it. Uh, The Ravens, they might not even make the playoffs. And Cincinnati, no shot. That guy has zero shot against Belichick, even though they got a better, probably got a better team on paper. But, you know, just a quick thought on that Georgia game. That, that, that coach was afraid to adjust their defense. And uh, Kirby Smart's like 40-something. He was afraid to adjust his defense because it looked the same. They got off the 10-point lead. Everybody's like, well, they're going to win. They're going to they're win going away. And they kept the same defense. Bryce Young looks like a number one pick now, even though he's a second-year guy, quarterback for Alabama. And they didn't want to bench uh, Bennett, Stetson Bennett, uh, for JT Daniels. The guy I told you guys that they need this to win big, to win big. And, and Paul Feinbaum, there's a guy on Paul Feinbaum's show came on uh, for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, he said that he said Mike Griffin, he says if JT Daniels replaces Bennett, they have a shot to win the national championship. Uh, they got to play, who is it, Michigan? They, they could probably beat Michigan. But if he don't have the nerve to do that, they're not going to win. You got to have tough decisions. Uh, you got to look players in the eye and say, I'm doing what's best for this team. Okay? You are not playing well enough. You have to listen to your gut. You have to play to win. You cannot be afraid of the outcome. John Harbaugh and and and, and, and um, even Lamar Jackson, as bad as he's played, 
with their injuries, you know, I really commend the, their approach to this game. You know, John Harbaugh explained going to that game, uh, Baltimore-Pittsburgh, great game, very close. Uh, he said Marlon Humphrey got hurt. Other cornerbacks, other nickel players got hurt. So we went for two. We scored a touchdown. We went for two. And I said, that's why he has a ring right there. And nobody, nobody on that team complained about going, not going for two. Nobody. If they did, I didn't hear it. I didn't see it. I didn't read it. But nobody complained about not going for two. That reminds me of a story going back 20 years. 1999 season. It's early in January 2000. Tennessee Titans playing the LA, uh, then St. Louis rounds in the Super Bowl. The Titans are going down to drive to tie the game. Uh, Kevin Dyson stopped one yard short. Jeff Fisher in an interview 20 years later. He's in an interview. Clay Travis, I think. And he says, we had uh cornerback, I think it said like Samari Roll went down. We had safeties go down in that game. We had injuries going down in that game. I guess he was explaining why Kurt Warner moved the ball up really quick towards the end of the game. So he says, uh, Clay asked him, he says, so um, if you would have scored a touchdown there, if Dyson scores there, knowing that you had those injuries in the secondary, would you have went for two to beat to win, beat this high-powered offense before uh, overtime? And you know what he said? He said, no, I would have I kicked the extra point. I said, that's why you don't have a ring right now. And that's why you're out of the league, Jeff Fisher. And John Harbaugh has a ring. Bill Belichick has six rings. Nick Saban has seven rings. These guys adjust on the fly. They're not afraid of criticism. And they're older coaches who are willing to adapt and evolve. You look at Saban, uh, went from uh, a power football team and a running team to more of a spread. Uh, he started recruiting quarterbacks harder from the California guys, the more elite uh, pro style guys that, that can move around. Uh, John Harbaugh, uh, he, he found this guy, uh, super athlete. He knew he was going to have to change his offense around him. So he, he adjusts on the fly. He uses his brother's former offensive coordinator uh, that they used with uh, San Francisco uh, for the 49ers and Colin Kaepernick and those guys. I can't remember the guy's name. So they go unorthodox. They evolved, and, 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 and then they put in uh, Lamar Jackson. The next year, they go 14-2. and two. He saves his job. Belichick looks, does, uh, throws 20, 20, 30, 40 times a game, one game with, uh, with Tom Brady and uh, to, to beat uh, about 15 years ago to, to beat a really good Minnesota Vikings team. And then last night, they run the ball every single play except three, three times. You got to be flexible. You got to be able to evolve. You can't be afraid of criticism. You can't be afraid of change. That's what it means to be success. You got to be like a, uh, uh, I don't know, those animals that turn colors, uh, like an accordion, you know, you got to be flexible in and out. Uh, 
you, you just have to adapt to your scenery. And certain coaches aren't afraid. They're afraid to do that. They're scared to death. You know, Colin Coward was talking about there was a study done years ago where people who uh, they volunteered to change something in their life and 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 it, whatever it was to shave or whatever. And the, and, 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 and the other, uh, the people, they all volunteered to do something. Some uh, were in this study uh, that were told beforehand, you may be asked to change something personal about yourself, something to do with your appearance. Are you willing to participate for the money? They said yes. Long story short, the ones that changed, they did not want to change, they were happier it's like after a year uh, with this study done, rather than ones that were not asked to change, both were paid, but people don't like to get out of their comfort zone. Flexible, just the way life goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chame- chameleon, thank you, Brian. Chameleon, yeah, you got to be a chameleon. People are afraid of that. Uh, I used to not like to change. I like to do the, I do the same thing every day and... And, you know, uh, once I started changing my job, not stop worried about what people think of me when I do my show, making fun of my accent, yada, yada, yada. I started doing it my way. I'm happier now, you know? But it, it just... And, and these coaches that do that are the ones who win. You know, I like Mike Zimmer. Uh, defense looked great going to Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota, Detroit. When he first came in as a head coach, uh, man, he got a lot of, of love from former players. Adam Pacman Jones, uh, guy that got in more trouble than just about any player I've ever can see in the league that actually hung around the league and didn't get himself in prison, didn't get himself killed, said that, that, that Mike Zimmer, when he was a defensive coordinator for Cincinnati, this guy was like a father figure to me, uh, uh, used to coach under Bill uh, Parcells. Very good coach. Came in Minnesota, played great defense. Almost got to the Super Bowl back in 2017 with, with um, the backup quarterback, who should be the quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, uh, Casey Keenum. And now the defense doesn't look that good in Minnesota. Uh, you're paying Kirk Cousins too much money, and you, you just don't. He's not being flexible enough, and he's probably going to get fired. Somebody's going to get a de- good defensive coordinator there. He won't be out of the job long. But it, it's just since that he's one of those guys, he's not really ready to do that kind of change. You know, he, he's just not quite there. It's not all his fault. A lot of it's overpaying for Kirk Cousins and his contract, but – He's just not there, and he's going to be one of the guys that's going to get fired. And it's unfortunate. You know, it, it's really unfortunate. But to, to another point to my point, with these young coaches, uh, with this youth movement, Cincinnati dominates Pittsburgh 41, uh, 41 to 10. Game was never in question. Joe Mixon third leading rusher in the NFL. Uh, uh, They're at home the next week against the Charger team that's 31st against the run. And they got run rough shot 
Uh, basically the flip score of the Pittsburgh game the week before. The Chargers go on the road, early start time. That's a, that's a strike. That's a big advantage for the home team, Cincinnati, and Joe Mixon, that run game. Um, playing against the team that's number three in the NFL, Joe Mixon, third leading, rush, uh, uh, leading rusher in the NFL. And they are 31st against the run, and, and, and they only uh, run for 53 yards and get blown out. That, that's coaching. That's, that's coaching. The team felt themselves uh, a little too much when they uh, won Pittsburgh. They wouldn't pay any attention to detail. They lacked intensity and totally blown out. Just totally blown out. This, that, that guy has zero shot to beat Belichick with a much better team. But that's an example of this youth movement where you're hiring somebody on scheme rather than – and one of you said – yeah, you have to be a CEO. You have to be uh, confrontational. You have to tell coaches who may be several years older than you that you are. You have to fix this defensive coordinator. You have to fix this offensive line coach, quarterback coach, or I will have to move on. I'm going to have to move on for you. You have to tell the number one overall pick that I'm benching you because you're hurt and you're costing us the team, the game. Baker Mayfield, you know? So I'm telling you right now, hold on, guys. Let me change out my time real quick. So I'm telling you right now, Cleveland next week, they had a bye this past week. Um, Baltimore has got their best cornerback done for the season, Marlon Humphrey. They're at Cleveland. Cleveland should be eight-point favorites in this game. And Baltimore will find a way to win because Kevin Stefanski does not want to bench Baker Mayfield. That's that simple. And that's going to cause a mutiny in the locker room because this young guy doesn't want that confrontation. He just don't want that confrontation. And you got to have confrontation. And really, it's not confrontation. It's called being assertive. You have to tell people what you want them to do for the greater or the good. If not, you have to move on from that person. You have to cut the rope. Um, you got to see that movie Moneyball. And Billy Bean was telling his assistant that he says, don't beat around the bush. Just tell the player, You're, we're cutting you. We're moving on. Here's the, here is your paperwork. Uh, to, to, to help you get uh, everything squared away, you're going to have to clear out your locker room. Just cut it to them straight. Don't cut them with no, no BS. And he said the players will understand that. The guy was very intimidated. You know? But, that you know, it was a very good movie. Brad Pitt, one of his better movies. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Really like Jonah Hill. So, anyways, uh, there was a, I, I call it a rumor, a report. Ben Roethlisberger is saying it's going to be his last year. Uh, he does seem to be falling apart. That was a big win Sunday. And I commend John Harbaugh for what he did. I just went over that soapbox because he's not afraid of, of any kind of, of criticism. But anyways, 
So, Roethlisberger is a little bit younger than me. I just turned 40. Uh, he will be 40 in March. So, this team will have, I looked this up, uh, the, the Steelers will have $40 million, 40 for 40, right? Uh, they'll have $40 million in cap money, extra cap money coming into next season. Uh, not a lot of dead money there. They have hit home runs with skilled position players, in my opinion. Uh, Deontay Johnson. Uh, Claypool's kind of having a down year. Not quite as focused as I thought he should be. Furmuth. I can't say this name's guy's name. He's a rookie. Doing really well at the tight end position. A lot of new pieces on the offensive line. I said this a couple weeks ago. You know, they uh, Pat McAfee and Aaron Rodgers uh, were talking about the possibility of Rodgers going there. Uh, Rodgers said he liked he likes Pittsburgh and, and like Mike's Tomlin, yada yada yada. That's that's a possible solution, but also this team will probably have an 18th the 25th pick. Uh, I looked at one mock draft, Matt Corral. Uh, coming out of Ole Miss, excuse me, guys, I got so hyped up early. Coming out of Ole Miss could possibly fall to the Pittsburgh Steelers. You look at what uh, Matt Jones, what was that, the 16th pick or something like that for the Patriots? Could this possibly be something like that? Najee Harris has turned out to be the player that I thought he would be. Uh, they need offensive line help. I don't think Dwayne Haskins is the answer. And we know that the backup quarterback, I can't even remember his name because he's not that good at all. Uh, the number two is definitely not the answer. I think they'll probably draft somebody. They could bring in a veteran. Uh, I would endorse either way. Uh, ideally, if you are a Steelers fan and you're watching these uh, workouts during the combine and you like one of these quarterbacks, I would take a chance on a rookie because you have him on a rookie contract and you can build around him much quicker. They don't need that much. They can go after a free agent offensive lineman. They can make an agent for uh, uh, some type of uh, trade up for an offensive line uh, or trade within a, another organization for an offensive line, a veteran offensive lineman, something of that nature to uh, pump, because that's that's their biggest weakness is that old line. Uh, when healthy, they got a fair defense. They do have a new offensive coordinator this year. And I think that's what they should do. As far as Ben Roethlisberger, been the three Super Bowls. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer in my book. Uh, that is all I have to say about him. You know, he he's he's a guy that if he would have took his fitness more serious, uh, he could have probably been a four or five Super Bowl winning type of guy if he had that. Uh, the, the the diet of a Tom Brady and a student of the game like a uh, Peyton Manning, I think he could have won more. I really do. But, oh, you guys, Mayfield's a coach killer. Firemuth is, uh, is a real deal. Thank you, Pickles. Yeah, I like Fearmuth too. Uh, Rooney family never put up with Aaron Rodgers, what Pickles says. That would be interesting. Um, the more I think about it, I would probably – and Kenny Pickett's also been mentioned, guys. I don't know if you've heard, Brian, of the quarterback that's being uh, called up for the Heisman Trophy presentation out of University of Pittsburgh. Uh, 
historically, they don't take uh, people from the University of Pittsburgh because they don't want to run the guy's reputation around town. Uh, the ownership don't want to get the bad press that they mistreated a local uh, product there. But some people saying that's just overplayed. Uh, we'll see. Kenny Pickett, uh, we'll see how he does in workouts. He's a quarterback at the University of Pittsburgh. He's a Heisman Trophy uh, type of guy. Mason Rudolph. Yeah, Pitt was talking about Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph, the backup quarterback there. Uh, we've seen enough of him. He's not going to make it. He's not going to make it anywhere. They're, they're, you know, he's not even good as Teddy Bridgewater. So I, I wouldn't say him. They, I, I would, I would go the rookie uh, Chase. Uh, yeah, Dan Marino. People like that. Uh, Kenny Pickett. I, I, I would look at his workouts if I'm Tomlin. And I think this guy's name is Seaford, the general manager. Very good GM. They draft well. They, they've hit hit a few of them out of the park here. So that's something to monitor. Pittsburgh has a window now, you know, and they they, they need offensive line and, and a young quarterback on a the contract. They can they can just build on from there because because they got a lot of young players. There's their upper uh, echelon of players other than T.J. Uh, Watt. They're rookie contracts. You know, Watt's getting a lot of money. But you guys can see he made that final pressure play on Lamar Jackson that caused him to overthrow that football. But uh, I'm not down on Baltimore at all. They've had a lot of injuries this year. They're lucky to be where they are. They're still in first place in, in the AFC North. So, but anywho, that is, is what it is. As far as the updated standings and everything, uh, you know, again, three teams in the NFL, AFC, Pitt, or not Pittsburgh, uh, Tennessee, New England, and um, who was the other? Kansas City out of the AFC, out of the NFC. Can, uh, Green Bay, of course, Tampa, of course, Arizona, uh, if you look at defense and stuff, but you know, a neutral side, I would take New England over in Arizona, even though Arizona's got the best league. But those three teams out of the NFC, I think, can make the Super Bowl. I'm just not sure about Dallas now. I, th I think they're inconsistent from the defensive standpoint, and they're a little Amari Cooper heavy there. The offensive line, it's just not quite what it was a few months ago. Uh, yeah, Pickle says Mika Fitzpatrick. They got players for days on defense. They need a rookie quarterback on a rookie contract. They can definitely, Pittsburgh, can definitely make a run at a Super Bowl with a rookie quarterback who don't have to do much, you know? So those are my teams out of the AFC, NFC. Again, just three out of the AFC to go to and win it. At the NFC, you got a few more. Uh, I... I, I, like I said, guys, I said the Rams will fall apart. I think they're going to fall apart. They don't even look good. They didn't even look good against that win the other day. I, I I just felt like that they were a little sluggish even against Jacksonville. But uh, I'm not too. I'm not sold on Dallas like I was early in the year. That just is what it is. Um, don't really think a lot of Washington. They're hot right now as far as the AFC. I mean, Denver, do you really trust Denver and their quarterback play? Uh, I don't. Pittsburgh, 
falling apart. Baltimore falling apart. Uh, the Colts again. They got the they got the offensive line to run the game. Just not quite sure about their seeding this year. They're gonna if they do make it, they're gonna be one of the lower seeds. I don't think they can win that many road games. Uh, with Carson Wentz, he's gonna make a mistake. Uh, 49ers. I don't know about that. Was a bad loss, Pickles, for the 49ers. D'Amico Ryan's. Uh, he has that defense so far out of place sometimes. So uh, possibly the 49ers, if they get lucky, just don't think that's going to happen now. I'm really disappointed in them. And the Buffalo Bills, again, they can't run the football. They cannot run anything. They can't run screens. They can't run shovel passes. They can't run ending rounds. They just use their quarterback as a running back, and occasionally they'll get a little uh, – uh, a few uh, a few yards from Zach Moss uh, through handoffs and draws and stuff, and then occasionally they'll get a screen pass from Devin Singletary. Other than that, you cannot trust them whatsoever, and that's a huge disappointment. Okay? All right. Uh, there were a couple of hires here over the weekend. I'll just say this. Mario Cristobal is the best hire of this bunch. Uh, he, he's better than Riley, uh, Lincoln Riley to, to, to the, uh, to USC. Uh, he is better than, and then, than Brian Kelly to LSU. Uh, yes, I think Kelly will probably win a national championship within three years. That's the expectation. That's the expectation. Um, crystal ball got K. Von Thibodeau, Thibodeau, uh, kind of sounds like the guy that used uh, the, the coach of the Knicks, uh, the last name, but he got this guy, defensive end, number two player in the nation from California, Alabama recruiting hard, Clemson recruiting hard, USC, in state recruiting him hard, UCLA, you name it. This guy's going to be a top five draft pick. Some say he's the number one, uh, him and Hutchison from uh, um, Michigan uh, are, are the number one and number two, depending on who you ask, overall prospects in the NFL draft. Have you guys heard of Panay Sewell, Justin Herbert? Uh, this team went on the road against o or, uh, Ohio State, early start time, you name it, and beat Ohio State. Mario Cristobal's had the best classes that Oregon's ever had as far as talent is concerned. Uh, top 10 classes, uh, seventh ranked nationally, according to 24-7. Uh, this Thibodeau guy is supposed to be all that in a couple suit. Uh, he does look pretty fast. He kind of reminds me of Chase Young, what a little bit I've seen of him uh, that used to play with Ohio State, number one pick. <clears throat> so this guy is a Oregon native or a, a Miami native, excuse me. Uh, Joe Brady was fired because of the uh, um, the, the, the offensive coordinator for the uh, Carolina Panthers is uh, supposed to be interested in coming to this job. But he was fired uh, because of Sam Darnold's sloppy play, and he couldn't uh, teach Cam Newton a playbook in two weeks. Go figure. Uh so now this young guy that used to coach LSU, uh, help LSU and Joe Burrow get to a national championship, called one of the best seasons ever. 
Now, he's supposedly rumored to go down there with Cristobal to Miami, uh, where Cristobal's from, the 50-year-old coach. This is a home run if you are ACC, if you are Miami fans, and if you are a uh, Clemson fan, and plus you just brought, brought lost Brett Venables. I'll talk about him in a minute. Uh, if you are a Florida State fan, uh, this team is going to look good. They're going to make it to the – my prediction, they will be in the playoffs in three years. I don't know if they want to ask championship, but they will be in the playoff in three years. Uh, this guy is a well of a recruiter. He's in his backyard. Uh, that South Florida talent, he's going to keep a lot of that in-house. I've been telling you guys forever, if they ever get the right coach, they can come back and play the way they did under uh, Butch Davis and Jimmy Johnson and uh, Steinenberg. I can't remember that first guy's name from the early 80s, Pickles. But uh, with those players down there, all that speed, this guy's going to keep that. He's a really good salesman, commands the room. Uh, They're going to be a force to be reckoned with. It's the best hire by a long shot. I uh, did not like how Notre Dame hiring the 35-year-old coach there without even checking with nobody else. Uh, of course, I like Brian um, Brian Kelly, but that's a ready-made job. You've already had guys like Ed Orgeron win a national championship there, and, of course, Les Miles. Uh, this guy's a slightly better X's and O's coach than those guys, and he is just as good, possibly a better recruiter than, than, than those guys. So, yeah. Uh, this is going to be really good. So Miami's going to be good again. Uh, Florida Howard, Schna- uh, there we go, Schnangenberger. Kind of like Ben Roethlisberger. You have to say it a lot. You have to get used to people saying it to really get it uh, uh, sinking in your head. But uh, anyways, so yeah, this is a huge hire here. Now, Brett Venables. Uh, top defensive coordinator in the country. He's also about 50 years old, same age as uh, Mario Cristobal. Don't know about his staff. Don't know about his recruiting ability. Um, Those are big things. Will he make this team physical uh, to transfer into the SEC from a defensive standpoint in the next few years? Absolutely. But he comes off. And I may be wrong about this, but he comes off as one of those coaches, uh, judging by how he looks on the sideline, his level intensity, he's going to be really good at one thing, and that is getting the defense ready. But um, what I would be concerned about is his ability, and we'll find this out within the first few years, to pay attention to the offensive side of the ball, to make sure he's got the right scheme, the right quarterback, he needs a player like, you know, uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence type of player. Uh, he, he needs a mobile quarterback. Uh, he, he needs to get the right uh, coordinators. Uh, he, he needs to get the right recruiters with the right X's and O's. You have to have a mix of those together. You can't have all one or the other. You'll be sloppy. But if I had to pick, I'd rather pick a better recruiter. It's easier when you got more talent. But Brett Venables. Uh, could be a home run hire, could be a guy that's fired in three years. I just don't know. My first impression of him is he's going to be one of those one-sided guys that's not going to be a walk-around 
a CEO type? We will find out because he stayed. He got pretty comfortable for a very long time at uh, at Clemson. He stayed there for a while. But yeah, yeah, need a big money pot for the staff out of Oklahoma. They'll provide that money. Oklahoma's got plenty of players. Mark Andrews, very good receiver, very good tight end for Lamar Jackson and that Baltimore Raven team. Uh, he came out of um, Oklahoma. I'll say Orlando Brown came out of Oklahoma, I want to say. Uh, they had an offensive line. It might have been him or Brandon Williams. Either way, they had an offensive lineman and had one of the worst combines ever. The Ravens picked him up. He was great, you know. So, I think, again, yes, uh, USC, if you're a USC fan and you look Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley just lost to, uh, he, his biggest foal just left. So, who is he competing against? You know, staff, uh, a Sanford team that seems to be a little bit down. Uh, maybe Utah. Could be a little bit of competition, but Washington don't have a coach. Washington State, uh, their coach now is with the SEC, Mike Leach. Crystal Ball's down in Miami. Uh, Chip Kelly's in UCLA, but, I mean, are they really a threat to you? So, he made a good move there. He's, he could dominate that conference for at least two years. So, uh, I just don't think they're going to win. He could because he's got that in-state talent. Raleigh could. But uh, so it's it's going to up the game as a whole. You're going to probably, they'll probably be a playoff contender. And they're going to be on a lot of national TV games. But they, you know, you still have Clemson out there. You still have all these SEC teams out there to compete against. And the ACC, so Miami is going to be good next year. Clemson is going to be good next year. Alabama's always going to be good. Georgia's always going to have talent. Texas A&M. But I'll say this about Georgia. Uh, I've said this for a few years now. Eventually, the players are going to start leaving Georgia because they're going to realize that Kirby Smart is too afraid of Nick Saban. They're not quite there. I think this is their best shot. Maybe they can bench JT Daniels or bring in JT Daniels and bench quarterback Stetson Bennett. Daniels is the more talented player. But eventually, they're going to start losing players. They're going to fall off a truck. But Georgia is not going to have the caliber of players depth-wise as they've had. They're going to be in competition with Miami. Uh, the Florida coach may may end up turn out to be a pretty good coach, even though, you know, Kind of a low-end hire, if you ask me. Uh, Louisiana Monroe coach or whatever. So I don't think that, that, that I think I think it's going to fall off. It's going to look more like a Mark Rick Georgia team. A lot of NFL players, but not this level of depth. This was, this was supposed to be their all-time team. This was supposed to be the undefeated Cinderella, perfect uh, Herschel Walker type of Georgia football team. Possibly better than those Herschel Walker teams that did win in 1980 national championship. So uh, that remains to be seen. We'll find out December 31st when they play uh, Michigan, which they'll probably beat Michigan and uh, Cincinnati. I think Alabama will run them off the field. 
they're 13 and a half point favorite, still win by 14, you know? So uh, this is exciting. Overall, it, it's exciting for the for college game because you're going to have, uh, yeah, yeah, Pickle says A&M, Georgia, uh, we'll never see a team better than 1980. I, I think this year, I think if they would have maintained that 10-0 in the lead, made it 17-3 to or 21-11 or something like that, and they win these two playoff games, I think this team would have been seen better than that team. Uh, they, they allowed 6.9 points per game, which was a touchdown uh, in the modern era with these spread offenses. If Georgia would have beat Alabama like Alabama eventually beat Georgia 41 uh, to 24, something like that. And Georgia went on to win the national championship. I think Georgia, this Georgia team would be considered better. I want to say that Herschel Walker said that he thinks this Georgia team is better than the one he played on. That was before they got beat by Alabama this past Saturday, Pickles. You got to win to all of them. You got to go undefeated. You can't, um, you know, you can't have a loss on your record and say you're better than the team went undefeated. You know, the, the the 2007 New England Patriots, a lot of people says, yeah, they beat 7-2 Dolphins. They went 18-0. 72 Dolphins was 17-0. 72 Dolphins, the 72 Dolphins won the uh, Super Bowl. Uh, 2007 Patriots lost to the Giants. They're not better. You got to go perfect. So, anyways, if you guys like the show, share the show. I'll be back on here on Thursday. We'll be talking about these upcoming games. Again, hopefully I'll be on here explaining to you why that Mike, um, why did the Cleveland Browns, Kevin Stefanski, decided to bench Baker Mayfield and put in Casey Keenum. Hopefully that's what I'll uh, get a chance to say. But I don't know if that'll be it, you know. Probably not. We'll be breaking down that game and uh, all the other games is coming up this weekend, of course, and whatever's going on, of course, whatever I missed in today's program. So I appreciate it, Brian. You have a good a good night as well, my friend. And uh, if you guys want to contribute to the program, go to the Z-E-L-L-E app. Uh, anything would be appreciated. And uh, my email is the word sports. Uh, with an S and then the number S-K-O-P-E at gmail.com. Uh, I could, I would greatly appreciate that. So have a good night, everybody. Again, I'll see you around halftime of the Steelers and the uh, Vikings game, Thursday night football or 9 p.m. Central time. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you.